Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Oh, man, I am so childish. Patty Pearson, that is me. <laughs> uh, greatly appreciate it. Again, thank you for joining. Kenny, I'm sorry. For, like, I'm just giggling. and You, hey. are, you understand it, though. That's, that's... totally understand. Okay. Totally. Uh, good stuff around. Let's bring in the Husker Hall of Famer. Have him break it down, Professor Foreman. Let's bring in Jay Foreman. What's happening, brother? Ain't nothing to it but to do it, man. It's finally uh, show and tell time. Ain't no in Lincoln, Nebraska. So it's uh, it's, you know, it's one of those things that uh, you know, there's a lot of talking, a lot of social media stuff, and then today is the first practice. I mean, there's not much hitting going on, but uh, still, you get to get to see where people have made some improvements and uh, made some strides or some set- or setbacks. What's the top story from today's practice slash press conference for you? Uh, I mean, I think there's a few. You know, to be honest with you, I think. Uh, I guess it's not a surprise just because, you know, just when you have a new regime and Matt, Matt Rule is, is kind of coming and doing his thing. So I would say where you have your, you know, your bell cow from last year, Anthony Grant, you know, going into his senior year and coming back, et cetera, et cetera. You, you know, him being, I guess, suspended or, you know, has some things he has to make, you know, he needs to take care of before he can get on the practice field, which I like. I like that, uh, you know, there's a clear and set standard, whether people agree with it or not. It is what it is, and so you need to – and it's worked before, so it's not like you can deny that. So, um, you know, I like that, but it's disappointing in the sense that you would think that he wants to be out there considering, you know, Nebraska – or at least the coaches have said they want to, you know, get back to pounding the rock. Um, so that, I guess, is a little bit of a downer. I think on the other side, you think of, you know, Matt Rule talked about Gabe Irving, whether it's to play a little bit of – you know, cat and mouse with Anthony Grant, let you know you're not so set in your spot. Or, you know, obviously there's truth to it, which obviously everybody knows. Jay Bourbon, you know, having a full year of being healthy after, you know, major knee injury his first year, you know, has some talent. I think that's the positive. And then uh, a little bit of the question mark was, uh, you know, Heinrich Harburg, uh, you know, the first guy out there talking. Now, I don't know if that was strategic or maybe he's taking huge strides in the offseason. Uh, an improvement. So, I mean, I just think it's, you know, all around, you know, kind of first day, excuse me, first day, and you just never know what you're going to get. But, look, there's been some, you know, we talked about last time we were in studio, DP, you know, you asked me how they're going to get down to 85. And I always tell you, I look you dead in your eye, and I tell you, it's going to be very easy. You know, and and, and the thing is, is either people are going to, people are going to get them, I guess, themselves to, you know, not be on that 85, that's number one. Number two, somebody else is on the team is going to competition them there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they're going to get beat out by, say, one or two guys, or they just don't like where they're, you know, like the competition. Or number three, they're going to have a change of heart, which either could be they don't want to, you know, do football, or a change of heart, which means they need a change of location. They'll get to 85 or below very easily, you know. And you know that's what happens when you you know have a first year coach competition. There's not really any loyalty to anybody. He's trying to figure it out and do it, you know, the, the, you know his way, which is, you know, you know in his mind the right way, and, and is, you know hopefully it's going to be the right way. Um, and sometimes you know I think there's been some guys that, and this is just you know a general thought that have been way too comfortable with just being okay. And I think that's the biggest thing I take from Matt Rule 
of is just being average is not good. Just somebody telling you that you're good is not good enough. We have to see it. You have to do it. Um, and, you know, today is the first day in, in, of, of many more, and, and things will – I think every day coming out of practice there will be, you know, some sort of kind of headline, you know, maybe big or small, but there will be a headline. Does does that mean that you 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 fully expect over the course of this thing again the current the current number ranges from ninety seven to ninety nine depending on who you talk to they got to get down to eighty five that you would expect that over the course of this thing injuries aside that the rosters will actually change but by, by the time the spring camp is over. Oh, uh, I'd, I'd be very surprised um, if, if some people like you know, quit in the middle of it because you're already kind of there. Um, but I think it should happen. I mean, look, man, there, you, sometimes even like last year, you saw, you know, Marco Stepp not getting a lot of rest in the spring, and that was definitely an issue. So, I mean, it could be, you know, where a guy wants to, you know, sees the writing on the wall and wants to get a head start on trying to get in the transfer board. You could see that. But I think generally, you know, I think people get too focused on who's going to get cut and, like, the negative part about it. I think, I, you know, let's flip it. Let's look at the positive side and think, all right, well, who's going to step up and actually win a competition? You know, not one that's grandfathered to you, not one that you kind of, you know, friendly with your coach got in there, not one because, you know, they, they you know, have kind of turned a blind eye to what Derek Pearson or Jay Foreman is doing behind the so-called starter. And so then, you know, he's on the shelf for another, you know, year or two, and then he's frustrated. You know, let's talk about who's going to win the competition. Let's see who's going to step up actually on the offensive line. Who's actually going to be the guys that are actually going to live up to their social media presence? You know, as far as you know, like the new guys coming in. I think that's what will be more of the headline versus the guys that don't make it because those guys that don't make it generally have put themselves in those positions, in my opinion, long before Matt Rule came. Um, and so that's just what happens, you know, when you have a new coach. I think you know, hey, look, it, it is what it is. It's time. That's what happens in big time football. Jay, it was the first opportunity uh, for Matt Rule and this new coaching staff to actually do the work in the space that they're going to be tasked to do this with. And the first time that they get to see 99 plus the walk-ons actually in their system, in their routine, and in their space. How much of a learning curve is it for Matt Rule and this coaching staff to learn and see this group as it actually stands for the first time? Well, I think it's a they're gonna it's gonna be an ongoing process. You know, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you know, Matt Rule got the job. You know, he put the staff together. You know, it wasn't fully complete for quite some time. Um, I highly doubt everybody has their their family here, so they're still been in transition as they've been recruiting and then dealing with winter conditioning and developing. I know they've had mat drills and stuff like that. So I don't think I mean they know the team, but they fully don't know the team. I think. You know, the person that knows the way, the, the team the best is probably the way coach is, is Coleman. Uh, but, you know, those he's not the one that's going to be coaching him. And so I think this is also a learning curve for Matt Rule and staff. And that's just part of the, you know, being a new regime. Um, and, and so I think it's an ongoing process. I think that, you know, the guys that are kind of like your, you know, well-known, you know, that have been, you know, around and the Reimers and those guys, I'm sure, you know, he's, you know, he he pretty has a good assumption about you know who they are because those guys have been you know are good workers and stuff like that. But the guys that you know maybe haven't been given a chance you know years past or had good winter conditioning and good off season, 
you know, he doesn't know them along with the new guys that are coming in that he's recruited. I mean, I know he's done a really good job of recruiting and adding, I think it's 39 guys versus, you know, some guys that have been here before, but then, you know, some guys that have been recruited before and then a lot of guys that he's, you know, had his eye on, you know, so he's getting to know them as well. I mean, he knows them through recruiting, but you don't know somebody until they put the pads on and dealing with somebody that looks at, that when they're looking across the line of scrimmage at whatever position that is just as good as them. And it's not just one guy, it's two, three, four, five guys. And so, um, you know, I think it's a learning curve for both the players and the coaches. And that's, you know, part of being, that's part of being on a team every year. And it's every year too. And, and, um, you know, it's just like if say when Nebraska had a good year this year and say they went eight and four or something like that, you know, next year is, is, is even if it's the majority of the same team, it's the different, it's still a different team because you got to deal, you know, how players deal with expectations is different. How they deal with success is different. How some players are motivated, motivated by some sort of failure or adjustment is different and it changes year by year. So this is just a step in the process that this coaching staff has to do. Um, you know, I wouldn't say playing catch up, but there's, you know, the thing is, the reason why I say I don't think they're playing catch up is because of the, the work that was done before for Mickey Joseph and staff, but then also the competition in the Big Ten West. There's a lot of turnover, and there's a lot of teams that are doing the same thing that Nebraska is having to do right now. So, actually, I think the, the playing field is, you know, as even as it could be ever, you know, in, in a situation like this. And then, to be honest with you, maybe, you know, finally tilting towards Nebraska in a favoritism, um, you know, type of, you know, if you favor the scale, you know, tipping towards Nebraska side. But ultimately, they got to do the work, you know, to be successful. Jay, what's the line? in days for spring practice and the difference between install versus development when they, I mean, they've got until April 22nd to put on the first, the first display. It's the first exhibition of install and development of the, let's just count 20 days. How much of the 20 days is install? How much of it is development so that the product looks presentable on April 22nd? Uh, well, I mean, I think every, I mean, look at, you know, I've been in a situation, I can only speak of when, you know, a new coach comes in, you know, whether it's even a position coach, you know, linebacker at the next level, even in Nebraska, you know, when Kevin Steele left, um, the terminology is different, but, you know, the things that, you know, don't change is your foundation of, you know, the principles of, you know, footwork, fundamentals, execution, communication, everything kind of starts and, and stops from there and then kind of morphs into more. Um, I think I don't think they'll have everything installed because you know as as they are going through and still putting the first, second, third unit out there, they're still they're still learning the first and second and third unit. You know they don't know right now if there's a guy that's running second and third team that's actually better than the guy that's out there you know with the first team because they're you know they're still trying to divvy up reps and trying to you know get their rhythm. So you know I think April 22nd will show you a little bit. And one thing I think you just want to look for is. You know, obviously the the physicalness on the line of scrimmage, execution of the basic plays, pitching and catching from the you know the quarterbacks and receivers. Um, you won't, I, I doubt that you're going to see a whole playbook, but if you want to see tackling, you want to see a little bit of glimpse of what this three three five is going to be able to look like. You won't be able to get on the internet and and try to prognosticate you know what the three three five will be like when they play Michigan, you know, because it will be different than the TCU. You want to look at the size and maybe the strength and, and of the defensive line, depth, and, and everything like that. 
and to be honest with you, if, if I'm a player, um, you know, considering the way the last, you know, few spring games have been, I want to play. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, you want to make sure your team is healthy, right? But ultimately, if, if, if I'm playing 10 to 15 plays and I'm out there to, you know, kind of get my feet wet, there's no better way to me, for me going into the offseason and have positive and negative, knowing that I put in all the work through spring and earn that starting spot. And, you know, you, you shouldn't lose it because of one bad, essentially glorified practice. But also, you, you, if you really get after it in that, you know, second to last weekend, you know, with that big scrimmage, ideally, in the spring game, that where you, you can look like, okay, I got, I got some real tangible taste that I can look and see what I really did well, what I did okay, and what I need to really improve on going into the offseason. Because three or four months down the road, when you come back in the fall, you want to look back at that spring tape and actually be disgusted. Now, if you're going half speed, and everybody's out there to play, and just everything looks good on tape. You don't that you have that false sense of security, false sense of confidence that when you get out there and get punched in the mouth like you did against you know Northwestern over there in Ireland, then you then you face in the third or fourth quarter. Do I tap out or do I have extra in the tank based on what I did leading up to this game? And we saw the results of that. Jay, can you hold on over the break and we can come back to you? Got a few more questions for you. Yes. I do, man. Got a few more questions, and we're about to hit, we're about to hit this uh, this this bird. So I got I got you right here. A little delay, so we all good. Okay, good deal. Husker Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. More with him when we come back from the break. 